News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Researchers at the UK Biobank project have taken a major step towards a blood test that could predict the risk of dementia. This is more than a decade before the condition is formally diagnosable in patients. And Professor Brian Lawler, Professor of Old Age Psychiatry and Site Director for the Global Brain Health Institute at Trinity College, uh, joins us now. Brian, good morning to you. How significant is this? I think this is a very positive development in terms of the availability of a blood test to diagnose Alzheimer's disease. As you know, a develop, a diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease involves um, referral to a specialist memory clinic, detailed memory testing, scanning, and sometimes uh, a proportion of people require lumbar puncture. Uh, and the availability of a blood test, you know, getting early, uh, early and more a- an accurate diagnosis uh, would be very, very helpful because the, over the last year or so, there has been the uh, approval in the United States of disease-modifying therapies. So it's really imperative that we're able to make an accurate yeah. early diagnosis now so people can be uh, treated earlier. Because that's what myself and, and Shane were discussing earlier. Would you want to know, and I think both of us were of, of the mind that we, we wouldn't want to know if there was nothing that could be done, then it's just hanging over your head for, for no good reason. But that's why this is key, isn't it? That, that now we may have a way of intervening in the early phases of, of, of the disease. Yeah, that's that's the really important point. Uh, up until now, we didn't have disease-modifying therapies, but now there's uh, the, that reality is there. Now, it's very, very early stages. One of those drugs has been approved in the United States, not here in Europe. Uh, but I think that we're really at the stage of what cancer was many decades ago, where it was a start, uh, sort of a, a, a sort of a light at the end of a tunnel, and you know I think over the next number of years we're going to see the availability of more treatments that uh, can help people at an early stage. So that the availability of a, of a blood test uh, would be very very important. But I think you know I think it's important to 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 to, to say that I mean I think blood tests like this I think. At, uh, need to be validated in memory clinic settings and not just in research settings. So I think we have okay. a way to go before these blood tests could be made available clinically. And I think going to the point that you raised about, uh, you know, if you're asymptomatic uh, midlife and, you know, would you take the test? I think there's a danger, as you pointed out, in in in, in the in, in using a, a blood test in, in people who are asymptomatic because it could produce an awful lot of fear and anxiety. And people, even if you have a positive blood test, uh, um, uh, for Alzheimer's disease, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are definitely going to go on and develop Alzheimer's disease. No, and I suppose that 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 would be the concern. But but I suppose we can expect more and more people to be living with dementia, can't we, in Ireland? Because we're, we're living longer, and and age is probably the most significant risk factor for developing it. That's right. Uh, age is the most uh, important risk factor for dementia. That's why we're seeing. The dramatic increases in number of people, numbers of people living and dying with with dementia. Are there, Brian, ways for people other than uh, nothing you can do about your genes, nothing you can do about your age? But are there other things people can do to modify their risk of dementia? Well, that's a, a really important point, and, and I think there are uh, many modifiable risk factors, and I think there's that's one of the really important, important, positive, and hopeful messages about dementia now that there are things we can do to improve our brain health uh, right across our life course, particularly in midlife and even before midlife. So things like making sure that you take uh, plenty of exercise, uh, treat depression, uh, not drink too much. Uh, 
adverse factors such as diabetes, hypertension, trying to minimize uh, concussion, head injuries. Um, air pollution is a risk factor, so we need to do uh, something about uh, the quality of the air, uh, stop smoking, and very importantly, hearing loss, uh, age-related hearing loss uh, is, a, is a risk factor for the development of dementia. Is that because social isolation appears to contribute? So so if you are somebody who, who has lost your hearing, your ability to, I suppose, engage socially is limited. Is is that a, a cause there? That's We don't fully understand exactly how, how hearing loss contributes. Uh, that's one way in terms of isolation, loneliness, and possibly depression. Mm. Uh, but there are, there are potentially other brain mechanisms that could contribute also to how hearing loss increases your risk of developing dementia. A good night's sleep news, is important too? Yes, sleep. Sleep. We, we, we realize sleep now is increasingly uh, recognized as an important risk for developing dementia and getting a good night's sleep and, and looking after your sleep across the, life, across the life course could be very important in reducing risk of developing dementia. All right. But good news, at least the start of good news, as you say, may, maybe at its infancy. But, but, but thank you for coming on and speaking to us this morning on all of that. That is Professor Brian Lawler there, Professor of Old Age Psychiatry at Trinity College in Dublin. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.